This is the Gridiron Guys Podcast with Anthony Stalter and Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Welcome to Gridiron Guys with Kerry Davis, Super Bowl champion with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I'm Anthony Stalter, a longtime NFL, I don't know, columnist, analyst. Everything. Loves the- All around great guy. More importantly, you know, Carrie, <laughs> on a Monday, you're going to lift me up like that. Good for you, huh? Thank you, yes, Carrie. sir. All right, we're thrilled to be back for another podcast of Gridiron Guys. And Carrie, we talked about this last week. What we're going to do now is get into the divisions and it. how we're going to do it. We're going to let the odds kind of lead us. So we're going to go over divisional odds. We're going to give you our predictions for the division, and we're also going to break down the win totals for each each team within that division. And we'll do two divisions. Each week. So we were having this discussion, Carrie, mm-hmm. in the office, and your producer for uh, the opening drive here in St. Louis, uh, Matt Rocchio, he said, you guys either got to start off with the two best divisions or the two worst divisions. Yeah. And I thought to myself, and I know, Carrie, you were with me on this one, yeah, that, that that sounds good. Why don't we start off with the two worst divisions in each conference? At least that's the perceived yeah. two worst divisions in each conference. Let's start off with the AFC. AFC North, the division breaks down like this. According to the odds makers, the Jaguars right now are south. Uh, south excuse me. Yep. What did I say? AFC North. I said, sorry. The yep. AFC North is definitely not the no, worst. Man. AFC <laughs> that's South. That's why I was looking at you kind of like Thanks, you had Carrie. four hits. My bad. <laughs> Carrie, of course. <laughs> that might be the toughest made division. His bones in the <laughs> AFC North. We're going to talk about the AFC South. Uh, Jaguars are minus 160 to win the division, so that means you would have to, let's just say you're a $10 better, you'd have to you'd have to wager $16 to okay. win 10 on the Jaguars to you, win the division. you can break that down, because I am not very, I, I don't do well in understanding how, that works. So you 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 are my uh you're, you're my you're my guy <laughs> when it comes to to making sure I know what I'm doing there. I, I got us covered on that that uh, that front carry. So th- the Titans are plus three sixty. That would mean that you would wager ten dollars. But if the Titans won the division, you win thirty six. Okay. Uh, the Colts are plus five fifty. So if you wager ten. You would win $55 if the Colts won the division, and plus 800 are the Texans. So if you wagered $10, you would win $80. The Texans are your, are your longest play in that division. And then if we go over to the win totals, and you'll kind of see what who, who we like in the division based on the win total predictions, why don't we start off with the lowest team? Why don't we start off with the Houston Texans, Kerry? The over-under for wins for the Texans is plus I'm sorry, six and a half. Mm-hmm. The over is plus 100. The under is minus 122. So what that means is odds makers feel as though they're shading to the under. Okay. Meaning they they think that the Texans are more likely to go under. Doesn't matter. That doesn't mean that they will. Right. But six and a half wins for our purposes. Do you like the Texans to go over or under? With their win total at six and a half. You know when you're looking at this Texan team and what they did in. The draft, drafting C.J. Stroud, going back and drafting Will Anderson. I loved that that decision. I loved those picks. You got two guys that are, are known winners. You got a new staff in. It's going to be a difficult task, but the, that AFC South is wide open. So I'm going to actually say I think they can go over in wins over six and a half, so that will put them at seven. I, I, yeah. could, I could see seven wins because, I, th- th- again, this AFC South is so strange and and such a, a cluster, you know what. Yeah. I think anything, whoever comes out of there, you might not be surprised, but 
I do see I could see them winning seven games. There's a couple of things in the Texans' favor. One, they've got a brand new head coach now in D'Amico Ryans. He mm-hmm. comes over from the 49ers. He was the defensive coordinator for the 49ers. Did a remarkable job with a very talented 49ers defense, but he he earned his opportunity to be a head coach in this league. So he becomes a head coach. And I feel like, Kerry, there's a lot of times where you get that first first coach bump or that yep. first year bump yep. from a new head coach. So that that's working in their favor. The fact that they did draft uh, a promising young quarterback in C.J. Stroud, we have no idea if he's going to start right away. We have no idea if he's going to be good, how well he's going to play when he does get his opportunities, but at least they have they do have a, a, a young, promising quarterback now to build around. I would raise the question – if he's not starting, just I would, I'm good if he is. Yeah. Because the other option is Davis Mills or Case Keenum. Right. As I as I scratch my forehead when I say those names, not, I, nothing against those guys. NFL I can read players. your mind. You're saying not great, <laughs> but I I think you draft him in that position, second overall, to start him with the idea that maybe you take some lumps, maybe you figure some things out on the way, but you're in a division where you can afford to have some of those lumps because yeah. there's not really a tough division. To, uh, to worry about. The other thing, Kerry, besides the fact that you mentioned this, the division isn't very good. You're going to play a last place schedule. Mm-hmm. So you're going to get you're going to get a, an easy schedule because you finished last place yes. last year. You're going to play all the fourth place teams yep. and you're also going to get, as you mentioned, Kerry, the AFC South. Having said that, I'm still going to play the odds here. I'm going to okay. take the under six and a half. I don't know what C.J. Stroud is. I, I think he's got a, a longer leap or a larger uh, learning curve to overcome than maybe a, even a Bryce Young mm-hmm. who played at Alabama played they both played against top competition different conferences SEC and and at Ohio State CJ Stroud in the Big Ten but Kerry I, I think that when you watch CJ Stroud and and he's somebody that was looking over to the sidelines at yeah. Ohio State he's looking over at Ryan Day and their coaching staff to get the play Kerry you know making that jump from college to pros when you know what you're doing is still astronomical right when you are trying to command a huddle and you're trying to understand as the quarterback you have to know where what everybody's doing on every play yeah every single person you have to know what the assignment is on that play and the playbook can be vast i yeah. think they'll probably pare it down for cj stroud early on but again given the learning curve i like what the texans did in the draft but still they got a long way to go to 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 build up that roster i'm going to take under six and a half yeah when you're looking at what you're doing as a quarterback again as you said the the transformation from college to pro and depending on the style of offense you're in you know that's why you see some of the offensive linemen struggle because there's not really that NFL philosophy in colleges and that's why you see some of the quarterbacks struggle because sometimes it's just reading one side sometimes it's just reading one man the the thing that's going to I guess, differentiate quarterbacks from their success from college to the pros is how well can they read a defense? How well can they process what's happening, you know, when the pre-snap and the post-snap are two totally different things and you're trying to figure out what the hell is going on. And it feels like there's 22 people out there, but they're all on the other team. (laughs) (laughs) You guys allowed to play with 22. What what is going on here? (laughs) Coach, I got 15 guys on defense. No, that's only 11. It's just moving really fast. So that's it, how it, Sam Darnold says he's seeing ghosts on national yes, television. You're seeing things that aren't there, um, and so it's really a process for them. But I, as you said, this schedule that they have, they play the NFC South, which I don't think that that's going to be NFC South. Yeah, no, they they're going to play oh, in the NFC. The they play the NFC South. I'm so. for two. One one more strike. You're doing yeah. this podcast on your own, Carrie. My bad. <laughs> they're going to play against the NFC South this year. So. 
I don't see that as a, a struggle. The Panthers got a first-year quarterback as well. The Buccaneers, we don't know what's going. Baker Mayfield is their quarterback. So those are two wins that you can get. And you're in the AFC South. You know, you probably split with the Colts and split with the um, with the Titans. And so now you're looking at a team right there. That's four wins. you got to mm-hmm. win three more. So I do believe that they could get over six, six and a half, and, and that, that would be the reason why. Kerry's doing a little foreshadowing because yeah. we, we are yeah. going to do the two worst divisions today, AFC South, and then we'll flip over to the NFC South, which has go. got major quarterback <laughs> issues. Uh, Kerry, before we move on to the Indianapolis Colts, I wanted to ask you, because you mentioned pre-snap, post-snap. Yes. For those that might not know what that is, and, and we, you know, we're building this podcast, mm-hmm. so we might be talking to people that are diehard football, either you, you learn the game, you played it at a high level or you're just starting off we right. want to appeal to everybody so when Kerry says pre and post snap what he means is quarterback comes to the line of scrimmage he looks he sees where the Mike linebacker is he's going to set his protection yep. that's all pre everything yep. done pre pre-motion so you're going to look at where the safeties are first and see where they are if it's two high safeties meaning free safety strong safety Generally, let's say they're both on the hash. Ball is in the middle of it. We're going to paint a perfect picture for you if you're a quarterback or if you're a novice and learning this this offensive side of things. Ball in the middle of the field, two safeties. Say they're both on the hashes. That's that's too high. You know, what I mean, that's middle of the field open, open. Yep. is what we call that. That could be the post snap. That's before you say set hut. Ball is snap. Pre, I mean, that's the pre snap. Post snap. That picture could change drastically and where now one of those safeties is rolling down and one of those guys are now covering somebody, which now someone can blitz. So just being able to understand what you're seeing in a split seconds notice and, and understanding post pre-snap versus post-snap, knowing what's taking place, that's a lot to pick up for a young player. And, and if you are struggling with that, one, you're going to see more of it from from opposing defenses. And two, you're going to have a long season because you're going to be throwing the ball to the opposition a lot because they're going to be someone in a place that wasn't there before you <laughs> snapped the ball and you're trying to figure – that's why it feels like it's 15 to 20 people on defense. Where the hell he come from? Where the hell – what are you doing? Now you got defensive tackles dropping and the Mike linebacker. What a – coach, timeout. What the hell are they doing? Yeah. And so that's the, the understanding as a rookie quarterback – pre-snap look, post-snap look, and understanding all of the things that take place in the time period during those two things happening. If you're able to pick that up quickly, you're able to have success. This is why Carrie and I spent a lot of time over the previous podcast talking about processing. Yes. Can you yes. process quickly? And Carrie, while we're in the AFC South and we're about to transition to the Colts, for those that don't know, before before Carrie found his home in, in Pittsburgh with the Steelers and won a Super Bowl uh, with the Steelers as the starting fullback, Carrie, you spent some time in not only in, in Atlanta, but yep. also Indianapolis. Yes. Where where they had a pretty decent quarterback well, there. I mean, named last Pete night, he was he was okay. He, yeah. he did well for himself. He, I mean, some people call him the goat. Some people don't. It's just a, a matter of preference. We got Peyton Manning he was a really good quarterback. Good quarterback, <laughs> more of a TV star, I think, than, yeah, than he's anything. Doing well, now yeah. I mean, that quarterback he did okay. I don't think he won two Super Bowls, but you know, it, he did okay for himself on the football field as well. I would say so. Yeah. So Peyton, talk about processing. I would, there you go. That's <laughs> damn computer. That's what I was going to ask you. <laughs> when it, just just watching from my couch or at a uh, at a game carry Tom Brady post snap I don't know if anybody's better yeah. Peyton Manning pre snap I don't yeah. know anybody's better but they're both good at both correct but, but when it comes to Peyton Manning was what made him special was it that that ability to read a defense incredibly fast yes the ability to read a defense the ability to understand 
exactly what was going to take place based on down and distance, based on the front that he was seeing, the coverage that he was seeing, and understanding. I think the thing that playing in in, in Indianapolis was like uh, a football porn almost. You could really <laughs> – it was so much information, and if you were into that, you could really get into that because the audibles could change from, from series to series, from quarter to quarter. One audible, the next series might not mean anything because the defense had picked up to to what the audible was, and you had to be locked in every single snap and understanding exactly what the quarterback wanted and how he wanted to do it. And for me, like you said, the pre-snap and post-snap, Tom Brady, you would hear post-snap, he's telling running backs, hey, pick him up, he's blitzing, or hey, this is the coverage, run this route. During the, the drop back, so those types of quarterbacks are able to process things, which is why they win multiple championships and why they have so much success and to carry i think why you see a lot of these you know we talk about the draft and you know if you're doing reps in the 40 but this is why the quarterbacks yes get to, why those scores get released correct the, the wonderlick and then i forgot what the other the, the uh, other test two cognitive yes. test, i believe yeah it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why they're testing these guys and why that number winds up being not the end all be all yes but part part of the process okay so let's go over to the the, the aforementioned colts mm-hmm. if you look at their win total their win total is the same as the texans at six and a half but i talked about the odds makers juicing the under in the texans case the the uh, odds makers are juicing the, to the over in the Colts case. So it's still six and a half, yeah. but if you want the over, you're going to pay a little bit more at minus 118 as opposed to the under six and a half at minus 104. Kerry, over under six and a half wins for the Colts. I'm going, well, Anthony, I, who is going to be quarterback for the Colts? Do we do we know that yet? Are we, I know they drafted a, a young man. Um, Anthony Richardson. And, and yep. Fourth pick overall in Anthony Richardson. I'm looking at this roster. I'm looking at this schedule. I think I would go over here as well. And uh, Gardner Minshew is probably going to be slated to be the starting quarterback to start the season off, and you'll probably have some packages, some things to help Anthony Richardson get familiar with the game, with the NFL game, and understanding, taking it slowly. Um I, I tend to like the over in, in most bets because if you bet More the fun. under, oh yeah, you bet the under. Like, oh, oh they're, they're right there now, huh? <laughs> Five and they got ten games left. <sighs> okay, who can get hurt? <laughs> so I think I like the over here as well. The important aspect for the Colts is how well does Jonathan Taylor come back? He struggled last year, often injured. You know, didn't have a great season. And also, who are they going to throw the ball to? We, we, Michael Pittman Jr., I really like him as a football player, but is he going to take that next step to be the elite type of receiver that you need to have? A, a number one receiver, if you got a young quarterback or if you got a veteran in Gardner Minshew throwing the ball to, you got to be able to run the football, and that will open up some things in the passing game. And if they're able to do that, I think they can have some success. You know, Kerry, the, I, I happen to do – certain Twitter spaces shows with, mm-hmm. with guys that are, are legit handicappers, guys that actually do this for a living, uh, actual pros. Uh, you know, you and I talking about the odds, we're just using this as a guideline. There's actual people that do this for a living. But they often say, bet the number, not not the team. Right. If the number, if the number is good, then you, you play it. Correct. As opposed to just looking at the team. And I want to take the over because the the under, I'm sorry, the the number is good at six and a half, as mm-hmm. you mentioned. I mean, we're, we're only talking about if you win, if you split your games in the division, yep. can you find another four outside of the division? But I'm looking at this roster. This is the same. This is a similar roster that beat the Chiefs a year ago mm-hmm. at home. Yeah. But 
I think that one of the major issues for Jonathan Taylor, as you mentioned, besides the injuries, uh, and the one of the biggest reasons why Matt Ryan is not going to do TV as opposed to going back to Indy after a disastrous year, yeah. that offensive line was terrible last year. That it got worse. The defense. I'm looking at this defense. There's sporadic talent on the defensive side of the ball. There's you got like DeForest Buckner, and you've got you know Shaq Leonard, and you've got some guys in the secondary. Like okay, but I don't think the roster's that good. And while Shane Steichen's going to take over. I'm interested in the development of Anthony Richardson. He's not ready to play. So you're going to look at Gardner Minshew. I think Gardner Minshew is going to win a couple of games. But there's a reason why he's a journeyman quarterback. I just don't I don't love the roster for, for the Colts. I'm going to take the under 6.5, despite it being a low number yeah. and despite the fact that, as we keep bringing up, they're, they're going to play in a pretty soft schedule. The, the, key, division, the key for that defense is Shaquille Leonard. If he's Is he going to be healthy? He had some back issues. He only played in three games last year. And so when you're looking at a guy like that that has been an all-pro type of player, you need him to be that foundation in the middle of your defense if you want to have success. Yeah. How healthy is he going to be? Is he going to be able to play a full 16, 17 games? If not, they probably will struggle because you can't play complementary football. If you are a defense that is allowing 28, 35 points a game, well, guess what? Jonathan Taylor now becomes ineffective because right. you cannot run the ball when you're down three, four touchdowns. you got to put the ball in the air, and you can't control the game. So it's really going to be – Uh, about them being able to play that complimentary football, run the football, stop people defensively. And if they can do that, then the six six and a half, it can be over. If you don't have that sound defense, and as you talked about, that offensive line that – I mean, they 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 struggled, and we put a lot of a lot of the onus, a lot of the blame on on Matt Ryan and mm-hmm. what he was unable to do last year. But some of that is not having a running game and not being protected, and then not having that number one elite type of receiver on the outside. All of those things combined lead you to be a terrible team, and yeah. that's <laughs> really what the Colts were last year. Yeah. All right. So the the Tennessee Titans. This is interesting. I think you're going to lean under, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. Over under total for Tennessee is seven and a half. So if you take the over, they got to get to at least eight wins. The under, the the juice is shaded to the under at minus one fifteen. But again, the number is seven and a half. So if you like the Titans to go over, they got to win at least eight games. Uh, if not, you're going to take take the under and and look to see if they win only seven or fewer games. So, so when I look at this roster, and and I, full disclosure, first of all, they had the best uh, schedule release of all teams. They, that, that Take your hat off to them for that. They, <laughs> <laughs> my boy Rand Carthon is the GM his first year as a general manager in the NFL. So I, I'm, I'm excited about that. That seven and a half number seems a little bit high. And, and the reason being, they are they they also play the NFC South. So so maybe you get a win or two there. The division they probably split between as I said the Colts and the um Texans. and the and the Texans. But they have to play the Bengals. They have to play a Browns team that is going to be much better to start off the year. They got to play the Chargers. They have a a tougher schedule. They got to go to Miami and play Tua and the Dolphins. They play C- uh, Seattle. They play them at home. But this this schedule is a little bit different and a little bit harder for a team that also in the same division as a as the two teams that drafted a quarterback. They drafted one as well. So. Three of those teams have quarterback question marks next to them. And so you're trying to figure out whether or not they're going to be able to to be better in that department, which will allow them to have more success. But even still, I think it's going to be tough 
for them to have the success that they need to have to get over that seven and a half. You're going to go under? I'm going under for them. I'm going under, too. Yeah. I can't find eight wins on this schedule, Kerry. Yeah, no. And I know it's it's difficult to play the schedule game. It's stupid to go line by line. It really is. You don't you don't know who's going to get hurt. Yes. What sort of me- you know what sort of mental? Well, we can, let us let, do it. Let's do it. Let's 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 You're go. Gonna do let's the whole, go. We're going to do... go just for them. Okay. All, All right. right. Against the Saints. Loss. At home versus the Chargers. Loss. At Cleveland. I'll give them a loss. I don't think it's. I don't. Th- I don't think Cleveland is a juggernaut by any means. But I'll just. I'll say loss. Okay. Versus the Bengals. Loss. At uh, Indianapolis. I'll give them a win. Okay. So that's one. That's versus one. at home versus the Ravens. Loss. So now they're one and six. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, at home versus the Falcons. Your Falcons. This don't is, give me a real answer here. This is a coin. <laughs> this is a coin flip. But give it's them a, a win. It's a home game. I'll give them a win. So at Pittsburgh. Two. Loss. At Tampa Bay. I'll give them a win because okay, I think so Tampa's we're, terrible. We're at three wins. Yep. At Jacksonville. Loss. Versus the Panthers. I'll give them a win. So that's four. Versus the Colts at home. I'll give them a win on that. I think they sw- they're they going to sweep one of these teams. So, so I'll, I'll say six? the Colts. That's five, I believe. Five? Yeah. Uh, Indy, Panthers, Colts, Indy, Falcons, Atlanta, Tampa. Yeah, six wins. Carolina, Indy. That's five. Okay. So uh, where are we at? At, uh, at Miami. Miami. Loss. Versus the Texans. Win. Versus the Seahawks. Loss. At Houston. I'll say I'll say a loss because they're gonna they're gonna either split with te- the Texans or split with the Colts and okay. sweep the other one. I already have them sweeping the Colts. And then uh, versus uh, Jacksonville. That's a loss. Okay. So you got them six. right at about six or seven wins. Yeah. I think, under under the seven and a half though. Yeah, and yeah. I. I, I could I could see and the Atlanta game being a coin flip. You might have given them more wins than I would have. I think I think they top out. No matter what, Kerry, I think they yeah. top out at about seven wins. Yeah. I, I agree. That that is going to be a tough schedule for them. Um, and again, you're trying to figure out what. But here's the thing. Uh, thought we 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 talked about playing complimentary football. Mm-hmm. And they got a guy still in the backfield that that I don't care what's going on. Derrick Henry, I have been every year I'm like, okay, this is gonna be the year the tread on the tires is is a little faulty. He's gonna he's gonna stumble, he's gonna struggle this year. Yeah. He he just continues to play good football. And I know he missed some time last year, but he is uh he's a fantastic football player. And the amazing thing, the most amazing thing about him is he's been doing this, carrying the football this many times since high school. And he does not seem to Eventually, I'm going to be right, but I don't think <laughs> it will be this year. So just watching him play football and knowing that he has the ability to take that many carries over and over and over again and have success, I don't know how you bet against him. He's a beast. He, he an really absolute is. beast. All right, so we'll wrap things up here with the Jaguars. The Jaguars' total is 9.5. And, and I went under it with everybody else. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the over here. I okay. think they get to at least 10 wins. Ooh. I think they could sweep any one of Indy and Houston, if mm-hmm. not both. I think that if you look at the some of the outside teams that they play, Atlanta could be a win. They play Atlanta at home. Buffalo at, is tough, but they get them at home. You know, New Orleans, Pittsburgh, I, I think Pittsburgh's good, not great. Yeah. I think they can go in there. San Francisco's going to be tough. You know, Cincinnati's going to be tough. Cleveland, Baltimore, Tampa, I think is a win. I, I think... Jacksonville, 
I don't think last year was a fluke. I don't either. I like Trevor Lawrence. I like the weapons that they have around him. I like that offensive line did pretty well, and we'll see you about the suspension to Cam Robinson yeah. and see how that impacts them. But I, I actually like their defense, Gary. I think they did a, a really nice job a year ago. I like, I really like Evan Ingram, their tight end. Uh, they brought him back. Yep. But that that defense a, a year ago, bringing in a, a local product to St. Louis, uh, Aluakon, I, I, li- I like him a lot. They, they signed him from Atlanta two years ago. Uh, Trey Herndon. I mean, they've got some guys that might not be household names, mm-hmm. but they play they play well together. And of course, Josh Allen was the the big ticket draft item yeah. in 2019. But I think that this is a is a well coached team. Again, I don't think that was a fluke a year ago. And they've they've got they seemingly got the quarterback figured out. Calvin oh. Ridley added to that wide receiver mix. So I'm going to take the over. I think they get. I think the Jaguars get at least ten wins. I like that pick as well. And when you're looking at this offense, you you talked about the weapons. Evan Ingram obviously had a had an outstanding year last year. You had Christian Kirk. You had Zay Jones, Travis Etienne. They added Calvin Ridley, who didn't play last year. Mm-hmm. He was on suspension because of the gambling. And so when you add a weapon like that, who I mean, as highly touted as he was coming out of college, you saw him firsthand yeah. in, in Atlanta for a few years. One of the best route runners. He is going to add healthy. value to what they do offensively. And this offense could be an explosive offense, unlike you know some we've seen in the past few years. They have that much talent on that team, and they have a a, a coach that is not afraid to make big time clutch decisions in clutch moments. So I love what they have on offense and defensively. I like what they got as well. Josh Allen is. We always talk about the other Josh. He's the other Josh Allen, but he is a stud and a star in his own right. So. I think that they are going to be a very good team this year, and I, I can see them winning ten games. They're going to win that division running away. It won't, uh, it won't be close. You know, it, it it'll be a five six game uh, lead over over whoever is in second in that division. But I, I do like what they have what they have coming back, and I like what they have at quarterback specifically because Trevor Lawrence, after the Urban Meyer experience and that whole thing was uh, done with. Now we we have some solid leadership, and I think they're going to be really good this year. Yeah, that was a redshirt year. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was a redshirt year for him. Yep. I mean, he played, but it was just it was such a it was such a disaster. I'm sure that the the, the new coaching staff led led by Doug Peterson mm-hmm. had to redo a lot of what what was done by Urban Meyer and his coaching staff. And it really wasn't just the it wasn't the assistant coaches under Meyer. It was Meyer himself. Yeah. So last year was really kind of Trevor Lawrence's rookie year in some respects. And Travis and Etienne. Really I mean, well. they both were second-year yeah. players, but Travis didn't play the entire year, his rookie right. year. So you got two guys that are are still learning. And like I said, you add Calvin Ridley. Uh, Evan Ingram is going to be one of the top tight ends. He did a fantastic job. And he's he's more of a receiver that can play tight end, a yeah. big-body type of guy that can impact, have an impact over the middle of the field. They got all the levels covered in terms of what their offensive weaponry. As long as they stay, keep Trevor Lawrence clean up front, it's going to be a really good season for them offensively. So I have the Jags, the Titans, the Texans, and the Colts. I think the Colts are the last-place team. I probably would switch the last two. Even though I like what, what Houston did in the draft, they're still going to be young, new head coach. You know, it's going to take some. And, and the Colts have a new head coach as well, but it's going to yep. take some figuring out for them. I, the, t- the Titans definitely, Vrabel finds a way out of no way. <laughs> He's a really good coach. He is a really good coach. He finds a way out of no way. And so I think they'll be second. 
Um, but I would just flip those other two. All right, so Carrie and I both like the Jaguars over 9.5. We both like the, the Titans under 7.5, and, and then we're split on the yep. other two. Carrie, I think, was going more over. toward the number. Yep. Texans and Colts, Carrie's got them going over 6.5. I've got both those teams going yep. under 6.5. It's the Gridiron Guys podcast. Appreciate everybody listening. So the other division that we're going to do today, and we'll do again, we'll do two divisions each week. We did the perceived worst division in the AFC with doing the South and it just so happens to be the <laughs> perceived it, worst division. It, it's not perceived. No one had a winning record in that division last year. So it's going to be the worst <laughs> and division. The, and the quarterback that led that team is not there. Yeah. So it's going to be pretty bad. Good luck with that. <laughs> so the NFC South, without further ado, let's talk about the NFC South. And we'll we'll go we'll go from the odds the odds projections in terms of, you know, fit one through four. We'll start off with four. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Kerry. Mm-hmm. A week ago, you and I were talking about them, and I thought that they could have a top five pick next year. Yeah. I think Tampa is in for not a rude awakening. They knew this was coming. They knew as soon as Tom Brady stepped away that they were going to have a lot of cap issues because they went all in. Good for them. They should have. They should have went all in when Tom Brady agreed to, to, to go to Tampa. They did. They won one Super Bowl, went to a couple playoffs, won the, the NFC South. Each year, I believe, unless the Saints – no, the Saints won the first division. So they the won, first year. Yeah. I think they won the South the last two years. The total is 6.5 for the Bucs. I, I am all over the under 6.5 when it comes to the Bucs win total. I, I think that this is a situation where the number is right, the team is right. I love the under 6.5. When you look at the team, yeah, they got Mike Evans and they got Chris Godwin and they've got, you know, some of the some of the top players uh Vita Vea on on defense and Devin White, although Devin White was it was it Devin White or Levante David that wanted that wanted out. I think it was uh, Devin White. Devin White. They've got a lot of the same pieces that helped them go to a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. but that defense played poorly last year. The offensive line nearly got Tom Brady killed. Baker Mayfield is likely to hold on to the ball a lot longer than Tom Brady did. I wouldn't be shocked if Baker was benched early in the season for Kyle Trask, and they say, mm-hmm. hey, let's see what we have in this former second rounder. Either way, I think that this this is going to be a total rebuild year for Tampa, and they fall well short of that 6.5 win total. Yeah, the, the main component to that is not having the starting quarterback that you've had for the last few years. Baker right. Mayfield... You know, I thought he did a really good job in his time in, in L.A., not so much in Charlotte and in, in Carolina this year. But when he got to L.A. on a short moment's notice, was able to perform yeah. really well. Um, and kind of really, they had to build the game. That's more of his style of game plan. You know, run the football, play action. The Rams do that better than anyone. Yep. And so that was the style that they had. I don't know if, if Baker in this offense is going to be able to have that same success. I mean, you got... Uh, you got Mike Evans, you got Chris Godwin as your receivers. If you got those two guys, you can throw the ball up and they're going to make a play. But the offensive line, keeping the quarterback clean and doing the right thing. We talked about pre-snap and post-snap decisions. If Baker Mayfield doesn't take care of the football, then you'll see this team struggle mightily. And and so I, I agree with you. I think they'll be under, you said six and a half wins. Yeah. I think they're under. I think they're right there at six and, and, again, are one of those teams that they'll be picking in the top eight not top top five, top eight of next year's draft because I don't think they they are going to have a really good season. Kerry, where do you got Carolina? They're seven and a half. Their win total is seven and a half. I think Carolina's roster is pretty good, mm-hmm. and and you and I both like Bryce Young, but it's still it's still a team that, as you mentioned before, 
had a losing record a year ago, traded off, you know, they traded Christian McCaffrey. I thought they had a pretty good draft, but they also had to give up some assets to go up to number one to get Bryce Young. Over over under seven and a half for Carolina. What do you think? I think I want to go over right at eight. I mean, for me, they are a team, as you said, they went and got Bryce Young. They, they made that decision. They felt like that was the best – in their best interest. What they did offensively running the ball last year after Christian McCaffrey left was, you know, spectacular. And they were a team with Steve Wilkes as the head coach, really many believed had an opportunity to to make it to the playoffs. Maybe they were a DJ Moore helmet toss against the Atlanta oh, yeah, Falcons yeah. from uh from playing in that championship from from playing and winning that division and playing in the playoffs. And so when you look at the, when you're looking at this team, I do think that they can get over that seven and a half wins and just get to eight um, because of the division that they're in. They're going to split a couple of those games and probably sweep one of one of those two teams in Houston or uh, or I'm or, no, sorry, not Houston, um, Atlanta, Atlanta or, or, or Tampa, Tampa. Yeah. Um, and so I think that they'll be uh, I think they'll be OK. I, I like what they did. They added Miles Sanders. They, added, they did a few things good here. And so Bryce Young coming in, I think is going to be a really good football player for them. I'm going to I'm going to take the under. I think they're right there. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the under seven and a half. I think they're they're probably a seven, seven or eight win team. I think that the odds makers have it perfectly. But I am going to lean lean toward the under. I worry a little bit about the weapons. I mean, they got DJ Chark and Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen is a really good possession yeah. receiver, but we're not talking about somebody that that's scaring any defense. Right. Who who on that offense is keeping a defensive coordinator up at night? Uh, on that offense, you know who I, I think is going to be a really good player is the they drafted a rookie out of out of uh, Ole Miss and Jonathan Mingo. I think he's going to be a really Ole Miss has done a really good job of of receivers in the past Very true. Uh, few years, and I think he he fits that mold kind of the same size, same ability. So he may be one of those guys that kind of come off as a surprise, but. You're right. I mean, it's going to be Bryce Young. It's going to be Miles Sanders uh, behind him. And then you got DJ Chark, who is a good receiver, but is he a 1A type of receiver? Adam Thielen is going to be he, – he's probably lost a little bit of a step. He's had a stellar career in Minnesota all of his years, but he's probably lost a little bit. So it, finding people to get the ball to is going to be tough. Um, but I just the way that they ran the ball yeah. and the mindset that they had last year, that doesn't just go away. So if you can run the ball, you can find a way to be successful. Okay, so speaking of running the ball – We've got to the. We've reached the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, their total. Anthony Stalter's Atlanta Falcons. Let's. Yes. <laughs> Kerry also played for many, him. He doesn't many like days to admit of it. Oh no, I had a great time in Atlanta. We, you guys, had, I mean, you guys had we a really good team. NFC Championship game. Yeah, two thousand four. Yeah, we had a good team. And if you guys hosted that year. I think you guys probably win yeah, it. We had to play in Philadelphia. It was freezing there. Uh, for those that don't know, Michael Vick um, <laughs> did not love playing in it cold was, weather. It was one of my top three coldest games I've ever played. Really? Oh yeah, yeah. It was cold. Yeah, it was. It was really cold. So, trying to, and and that was quick too, right? I mean, it was. They they kind of grabbed was it the over lead. Quick? Yeah, it, it wasn't it a not, blowout, but it's not over quick when you're losing. <laughs> when yeah, you're losing, it feels like it's taking forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? I, How much more time we geez. got? What are we playing? This <laughs> is doubling this twenty time? minute quarters. What's going on here? Not great. <laughs> uh, so Atlanta's Atlanta's win total is eight and a half, and I think a lot of people are going to say that's that's a little high. Now, yeah. look, I'm biased. Okay, so take it take it for what it is. I appreciate I'm, your I'm biased. 
I think they go over this win total, Kerry. I do. And I, and I mean it. I mean, I, I will also be a... I can be a homer, but I can also be very cruel because Atlanta's ripped out, you know, the Falcons have ripped out my heart a time or two. But, Kerry, I'm looking at this schedule, and, again, it's dangerous to kind of play the, you know, go go Mm -hmm. line by line, all right? But can I do the line by line thing with you? Let's do it. So are you leaning under? Let's just kind of make it. Eight and a half? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Okay, so you're leaning. (laughs) I don't know if you had to be that cruel, but that's fine. Sim- yeah, a simple uh, yes would have yeah. done. <laughs> My apologies. Uh, but, all right. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Kerry. So, at home against Carolina, uh, I will give them a win. All right. So I'll count. I'll count these. At home against Green Bay, I'm gonna say win, but it might be close. Here's the thing: if they lose that game, it's a wrap. Uh, but we'll we'll say a win here. Okay. That's two. At Detroit, loss. Versus Jacksonville, I think this is one of the London games. Loss. Versus Houston. Well, if it's in London, then it's at 8.30 a.m., so it's probably yeah, in London. Yeah, that's in London. That, I mean, they are the London Jaguars, essentially, but I'll still say that's a loss. Okay, versus Houston? Houston. At home against Houston. Mm, win. At home against Washington. I'm going to say that's a loss. At Tampa. Mm, they'll split one of those, so loss. At Tennessee. Loss. Home against Minnesota. Loss. Home against Arizona. Or I'm sorry, at Arizona. Is Kyler Murray back from his injury yet? I think that will be a telltale sign. Maybe, maybe not. Yeah, I doubt it. If not, I will say that's a win. All right, then they got the bye. They're at home against New Orleans. Loss. At New York. Jets. Loss. Home against Tampa. They lost the first one that I said? Yeah. Okay, so that's a win. At Carolina. Loss. Home against Indy. That's probably a win. Uh, at Chicago. Loss. You got uh, – okay, that's right. You're, I forgot how much you love <laughs> Justin Fields and the Bears. I think going to be really good. And then at New Orleans. Loss. Okay, so you got him at, you got him at six wins. So you're so – you're, you're hell yes or whatever you hell said yes. on the under and, is – And a couple of those, um, you know, depending on – like I said, that, that first game against the Packers, that second game against the Packers – if Jordan Love shows some ability to play quarterback and they're better than most people may think, you you could look at a – this could be a four-win team. Whew. Yeah. Okay, so hear me out on this. <laughs> One, they know exactly who they are. Who are they? You, they're, I, I want to know. They're, they're, they're I'm intrigued. The fo- they're going to run the football. They're going to run the football consistently, and we know Arthur Smith can design can design yes. a really good running game. Yes, their defense isn't good, but how many wins did they have a year ago? Do you have? Do you still have the standings uh, pulled up? I do not have them up right now. Oh yes, I do. Right here, they won. They went seven and ten last year. They went seven and ten last year with a worse roster. Seven and ten last year with a worse roster. Kyle Pitts missed most of the year last year. They had Marcus Mariota who gave who gave away. The Rams game, the Washington game, the there was another game in there where he had him on the goal line and threw a pick or something. That was New the Orleans. Rams game. That was Rams, wasn't it? So the Rams, he, he yeah. lost New Orleans as well. Mm-hmm. The very first week he fumbled going into the end zone. Mm-hmm. He fumbled. New Orleans took over and went down the field and scored. The, def- the defense has issues, but again, Marcus Mariota lost games a year ago. Now, De- is Desmond Ritter going to lo- win you games? <laughs> Probably not. Is he going to lose? <laughs> That's the question. The defense being terrible a year ago, they can 
completely overhauled it. They got Calais Campbell, your guy. You yeah, love Calais. I do love Calais. They got Calais Campbell. They got uh, Anyamata from New Orleans, mm-hmm. a defensive tackle. Grady Jarrett's a stud. He's one of the. They're, they're, he's their best player. Yeah. Bud Dupree, injury injury plague season, but we'll we'll see. Caden uh, Ellis, pretty underrated guy. Not not a difference maker, but an underrated guy. Troy Anderson was a rookie year ago, played well. Lorenzo Carter was one of their better free agent pickups. A.J. Terrell is really good, uh, first-rounder from a couple years ago. Richie Grant kind of came into his own last year. They signed Jesse Bates. They gave yep. him that, that huge like money. That. They, they traded for Jeff Okuda. I like that as well. And their nickelback is going to be Mike Hughes, uh, former Lion. He's okay. But they got they got some depth. Uh, in the in the secondary, I don't think that defense is going to be as bad as it was a year ago. If Bijan Rob, Robinson is a stud, they're going to run the ball. Everything's going to be close, and it's going to come down to turnovers. I think they can get to nine wins. Is this your heart speaking, or is this your brain speaking? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> because I think the pass defense looks really good. Yeah. I think they'll be okay in the pass game. I might. I mean, if you, rush. If you don't fine. have well, the the secondary is is really good. I think you know as long as they don't have forever to throw the football and they can get to the quarterback, Brady, um, Garrett, Grady, Jerry can get to the quarterback. So I I, I do like that. Um, offensively, you want to you want me and the people to believe that Desmond Ritter is the answer because no. I think <laughs> no no he can't I think lose games. They will be looking for a quarterback next year. And which is why they drafted the running back this year. They're going to hand the football off to him. They're going to get him involved in the passing game. The two draft picks of of Kyle Pitts and 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 Drake London are still a little bit um, peculiar to me because they haven't. I think Drake London is is a fine receiver, but Calvin Pitts is a receiver. He's not a tight end. He hasn't right. proven a an ability to to be an inline tight end and and do the things that are required in the blocking game. So are you going to split him out? And and now what is what is the philosophy or what is the mindset in how you plan on using him? Yeah. Because when he's getting the ball in his hand, trust me, he did not play well last year. He was on my fantasy football team, and I know NFL players. I'm a former player. I know they don't care about your fantasy <laughs> football team, but damn it, Kyle, I care, and it wasn't good. Okay, no. so. You got to figure out how you're going to utilize him and how you're going to get the ball to him. And and I don't know that Desmond Ritter is the guy. They they signed Taylor Heineke in the offseason. That may be a guy, before you know it, is taking snaps under center. So it's going to be interesting to see how they play. Can they play the complementary football that we talk about? Because yeah. if you're just running the ball and three and out, three and out, that defense is going to be tired. And now – you got to pay. You got to be able to pass the ball, and who you're going to throw it to? Right. Uh, I think that I don't. I do not think that Desmond is the answer. If he cannot give a, give away games like they had a year ago with Marcus Mariota, some of those, some of the two of those games turn into wins, and they get to the they get to that nine. I know. I yeah, know. You, my heart's talking <laughs> again. Full disclosure. I'm a little. I'm a little heart. more excited on the team than 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 most people then are. Then you but should I get be. Then I that. should be. All right, the Saints. They're they're nine and a half. I got them going over. Yeah. I don't think one. And I've said this before, Kerry. They're they're a really smart organization. They draft well. They get it. I. I hated Atlanta's draft approach the last two years. Mm-hmm. You, or the last three years. When you don't have a defense and you're and you're taking skill position players, 
I think that's a mistake. Yeah. The Saints go the opposite route. They're like, we're just going to continue to draft through the trenches. And they've got a quarterback in Derek Carr who I think is good, not great. I think mm-hmm. Derek Carr is overhyped sometimes. People, the people that like him seem to really like him. And carries. I got my hand raised. Big, big smile on his face. <laughs> hands raised. The people who like Derek Carr don't don't just like him. They seem to like love him. Yeah. I think he's more fine than than good. But when it comes to this roster, the defense, the coaching, this again, this is a team that gets it. You know, with with they got Chris Olave, who I didn't I didn't love the pick a year ago, but he's really not again not the player, but the pick mm-hmm. I didn't love. When you have maybe some offensive line uh, question marks, but I think the Saints are 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 built well. I think they win this division, and I think they get to at least ten wins, which would be the over nine and a half. See, I love what the Saints have offensively. If Michael Thomas is healthy, we know what he's capable of doing. Alvin Kamara, for whatever reason last year, they decided not to give him the ball as frequently or or do all of the explosive things that he's capable, capable of doing. You talked about Chris Olave. I love him as a receiver. I think they have special weapons. And then you got Taysom Hill, who is, you know, really the Swiss Army knife, the guy that can do everything that you need him to do, um, whether it's taking snaps, playing fullback, running back, tight end, return. whatever the heck you want him to do, he can do. Um, and here's my thing. You upgraded Stalter. Andy Dalton was yeah. the quarterback last year. This is a an upgrade when you add um, Derek Carr to your roster. And so for me, that is a a a blessing in itself, in and of itself, because he's going to be much better than what you got out of the quarterback position last year. And then you look at their defense; they drafted uh, Brian Brees out of out of um, Clemson, who I thought was that was their first overall, that was their first pick in the first round. I thought that was a heck of a pick, and I just really like what they have done defensively for the last three, four, five years. We talk about Derek Carr and what most people think is terrible. He is a very good quarterback that has played on some very bad football teams, especially on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. He is th- he has led his team back to, to fourth quarter victories. Why? Because the defense gives up leads often in, in Oakland slash Las Vegas. So for him, getting to a defense that is sound, being surrounded by elite athletes and, and playmakers in Kamara, Thomas, Olave, you're going to look at a guy that has probably his best season of his career because – now he's able to play that complimentary football with studs and guys that make plays happen. You know, Kerry, this might be just a total narrative, but I, I find it interesting, too. The Raiders didn't get past midfield, I believe, until either late third quarter or early fourth quarter a year ago in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They couldn't get past midfield yeah. on Dennis, Dennis Allen's defense. Right. I wonder, with Derek Carr now in the building, if – if you're Derek, if I'm Derek Carr, I'm going right to Dennis Allen and hey, what did you know? <laughs> now that we're on the same team, tell me. Yeah. What? Because now you're talking about what are my what is the weakness right. that you spotted or right. a weakness in that offense that you spotted? Because that was mm-hmm. my worst. That was the worst game of my career. Right. And now that he's in the building, I, I think maybe they can maybe they can coach him. They still wanted him. They yeah. nearly traded for him. And this is a guy again who couldn't move the football past right. midfield for three and a half for two and a half quarters. Right. They still wanted him. Still almost traded for him. Still signed him. So I, I find that to be fascinating. Either way, Dennis Allen always knows what he's doing defensively. I got the Saints, the Falcons, the Panthers, and the Bucs in that order. Uh, switch the Falcons and the Saints. I mean, the Falcons and the... Um, Panthers. Panthers for me. So you have the Saints, the Panthers, Panthers. the Falcons, and the Bucs. Yes. And, w- and listen, 
this is going to be a coin toss for the bottom of the barrel of the NFC South division between the Falcons and the Buccaneers. Wow, you really hate the Falcons. I, I just don't think they got better. I don't think that they did. I mean, I, B. John Robinson is a – he's going to be a hell of a running back. But you know what you can't do? You can't throw the ball. You can't hand the ball to yourself. You can't open up holes for yourself. You can't go out and play defense when the defense is struggling. And so there feels like there were so many more things that they could have done differently. If they were going to draft him at that spot, maybe you trade the pick and move back a few spots. I don't know. I just I just don't think that that's the answer for what they're going to be able to do to have success. Because if you can't throw the ball, Anthony, it's going to be nine people in the box. <laughs> Eight people saying, go ahead and try. Hey, you, 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 go for thing, it, Bijan. He ain't going to beat us. You figure it out, Desmond. Yeah. You figure it out on your own. And so I think that's what it boils down to, just – Playing that football where you can, where you are able to pass, you're able to to to, to throw, uh, you're able to run, you're able to pass, and and if you're not able to do both, defensive coordinators are pretty intelligent. They uh, can figure it out really quickly. So, Kerry, there's only one way to settle this. The total was eight and a half. I said nine wins. You said six. I believe. Yeah. So, with a chance of being four. With a chance of being forced, you really hate them. Cloudy with a slight chance of meatballs. Is what yeah. I- there. Okay. There you go. How about this? We'll set it at seven. Okay. If they win more than seven games, okay, you owe me a steak dinner. Let's do it. They finish with fewer than seven wins. I owe you a steak dinner. I'm with it. If they fin- finish right at seven, it's that's kind of where we had. Like yeah. we we split the difference. It's a wash. Okay. We call it, so if basically if they do what they did a year ago. And I don't like betting the under, but I would bet the under here. Yeah, you were passionate. I, you wouldn't I, even bet the under in the damn Texans. Eight and a half is, was under wow. for me. So, yeah. Okay, so seven, <laughs> it's a push. Uh, uh, they yes. win eight or more. Carrie owes me. If they, if they, uh, I feel like I'm getting hustled now. Let me think about this. Well, we could do eight. Seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, so seven and a half. Seven and a half. Okay, so seven and a half. So there's no, no there's no push now. No push. They get seven, seven. Or or fewer wins than yeah. I owe you. Yeah. Eight or more wins than uh, than you owe me. Oh, Carrie. <laughs> oh, Carrie. That's Gary Davis, Super Bowl champion. I'm Anthony Stalter. We appreciate you listening to Gridiron Guys here uh, on the 101 ESPN podcast. Next week, let's already let's just let's throw it out there. What what divisions do we want to do next week? We started off with the worst. I don't feel like there's there's any like more dreadful divisions. So let's do the the. I guess second worst. How about that? We're, we're AFC. Ooh, yeah. AFC East. You got or the, the Jets. North. Uh, I think. I think we should probably let's do the North. You want to do the North? Because you got okay. the because there's a lot of. I don't think yeah. it's bad. I think it's, it's not just bad. A lot of it's a lot of. It's a lot of questions. So AFC North. AFC North. Let's go NFC North and NFC North because I love the Bears. And you, I yeah, love you Justin do. Fields. Okay, so and Carrie, I love the Lions too. Carrie and I are going to disagree <laughs> a lot next week because I think he's overhyping two teams in that. That NFC North while under hyping one team in the <laughs> NFC North. So we'll we'll talk about those two divisions next week. Again, we appreciate you listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast for Kerry Davis. I'm Anthony Stalter. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Gridiron Guys podcast with Super Bowl champion Kerry Davis and Anthony Stalter. Driven by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers. Check out the Gridiron Guys podcast page at 101ESPN.com.